I can't escape. I can't escape your sports intro. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've given up. Welcome back to Level One Podcast. My name is Scott Van Pelt. Oh my god. Also known as Sam Cast. I'm impressed that Dane got that for the very thin sliver of our Venn diagram audience. He's really into sports and also really into. If you're into sports, listen. I've put in the work. To give you some sports yeah. references. But uh, I am playing Imtel Brimgar. Got that right. You he rests, did. I did. In the shade of tree breakwater. Up next, where will Paladin Selmy <laughs> sign in the offseason? Will it be with the Paladins? With with Caspin? We got a lot of offers on the table. That was great. That was really good. That's, that's, a... that's pretty funny. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit that's funny. What, what class... What are you, Sam? You just gave a name. Oh, yeah. I'm playing uh, the Warlord, uh, which is a homebrew class, also attached with another homebrew move done by Dane Fogdell. It's heavily hacked. <laughs> yeah, heavily hacked. It's a heavily hacked Warlord which, with a lot of stuff switched around, but, you know, it works. And, uh... Over to your right, Brimgar. What if I told you... <laughs> a paladin the, yeah. had all the options and had to pick one of them. Um, so <laughs> sorry, these sports jokes. I'll stop now. <laughs> I am Will playing Duncan Selmy, Duncan the Brave, Lord of Lone Tree, the Never Knight, Paladin to Ismal, formerly Agent of Mira, Honorary Orkin of the Serpent's Back, Performer Emeritus in Lady Lashana's Raving Roving Minstrels, and now currently marching a Thorn Imposter to the Lone Tree Keep. Um, and I'm Dane, I'm your GM. Uh, so before we get going, I'm sure you've noticed, we're missing Taylor tonight. Um, life happens, um, there will probably be Taylor and Etni in this episode, Mm -hmm. and the episodes like this. I guess it makes sense, we were all split up anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, the party's gonna split up again, and, um... It'll work out. And you will like it. God <laughs> damn it. Um, but uh, real quick, I will set the scene for you all. Uh, it's, I don't know, 9, 9.30 at night. Um, so the moon is high. Uh, it's clear night right now. Lots of stars. And I'd imagine we'd like start up on the sky and like pan down onto Lone Tree, which is kind of up and like all lit up at night, which is not normal. People normally go to sleep and then the lights are out. Um, and that's because a lot of wild shit has happened this night. Um, people are awake. People are awake. There's torches. There's lots of noise. Some bells are ringing. And uh, we zoom in on the keep, the stone keep. Um, and I think we kind of start on like Etni, actually, um, of her... She's she's walking past all of this commotion. There are people, um, prisoners manacled up and being carried inside the keep. There's like lots Screaming. of organization, people moaning in pain. Um, yeah. And she uh, walks straight past Duncan and Brim. No words. She's just too exhausted. Um, and past all the prisoners who are being like laid down in the main hall of the keep. Um, and she walks up the stairs and like bumps into Br- into Wicker. Um, who's also going to bed um, and she just closes the door um, and locks it um, very like audibly. Like we get all of that. Um, 
And then I can think we can like pick up back outside. And I'm imagining like Brimgar and Duncan are like standing next to each other, watching all these prisoners being like sort of shuffled inside. Um, and, um, I think, uh, Brim, your sister, um, Vea comes up to you. Um, and she's like, wild night as she like sort of shoes Zalka off into some like some like a uh, elven guards like uh-huh. hands like <laughs> does she walking. know what's happened to me yet uh no i think i think we can cut past uh brimgar and duncan being caught up with each other yeah, but yeah. um i think she's kind of gathering the story as we go we Do both you guys? we both have two glasses of hot cider <laughs> yeah <laughs> where it's like um you know how in police procedurals shows like csi they always sit at the back of the ambulance with those big blankets yeah yeah those like tinfoil blankets and they have like a hot drink that's yeah. like us yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while the siren lights are flashing yeah so do you guys say anything or uh yeah i think i say something yeah uh you can you can say that again that's for sure she's like well Good work tonight, um, both of you. And, and Duncan, thank you so much. I I don't know what I would have done if I'd actually lost my earrings. Yeah, so. of course. Just happy to help, you know, consider it a, a peace between our people. Of course. She smiles and she <laughs> says, um, um, uh, Brim, when you have a minute, um, I'd love to just talk with you a little bit more about everything that's happened tonight if you'll just come up to my room yeah of course um, we can we can do that now if you want i don't oh yeah then let's let's just go um and your 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 third in command uh haya who is how did we describe him last time um As... what if an elf was han solo yeah. yeah i would like to add another layer to that which is what if an elf was han solo played by chadwick boseman <laughs> um just Haya is my secret favorite, is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Good um, visualization. Good, yeah. It's like your surrogate Thorn that yeah. you can sort of... Maybe. Your surrogate <laughs> dashing hero. Um, and he just sort of starts taking over, because Ayama Warm Cotton, your first, your second in command, uh, Brim, she's like, um, here, I'll come with you, make sure everybody's good. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, I don't know where Ingvild is, Brim. I think she has vanished into the night. I'm not concerned. I don't know what else you want from the vampire. Um, <laughs> so the three the three elves kind of walk upstairs. Um, and I think uh, Duncan, uh, Latima comes out of the keep um, as the last of the prisoners are being brought inside. Um, she's wearing kind of like really loose clothes right now because she probably just woke up. Mm-hmm. And she comes down to you and she says, My lord, I hate to ask something of you right now but you are the best healer in all of Lone Tree we should probably set all the prisoners back to good health before well say no more let's get them into the houses of healing the houses of healing haven't been completed yet alright he rolls I roll up my sleeves right and I'm like alright let's get to work then yeah so you guys like you guys go inside the inside the, the main hall of the keep and it's kind of bustling. There's tons of guards everywhere, orcs and and elves. It's a, about 50-50 mix of um, Lone Tree people, orcs, and and the elves. Um, keeping an eye on everybody. Um, and you see Egwene Duncan in a corner. She's like, she looks 
so tired, but she's like clearly pushing through to just mm-hmm. talking with someone. Who's like, she's like, okay, we don't have a prison. <laughs> like, she's like, what, what do we do? Like, she's trying to figure out where these people can uh-huh. be kept actually. Um, and I think you and Latima just sort of, she's not a, a healer proper, but she, she kneels down next to you and she, like you do mm-hmm. the healing. She does bandages, cleans wounds, gets people yeah. like ready. And like, there's like 30 some prisoners um including zalka goldwyn and ambert so and like I finally see the extent of what brimgar's <laughs> done to I, people I, I will say n- no fatalities everyone was brought in i do have to commend you for that yeah nobody was killed in this all of this very fighting. honorable yeah. yeah brim's kind of dusting off his hands as he walks like up the stairs the hard part <laughs> to everyone else i booked him <laughs> i brought him in detective brim out hands off <laughs> um so, you're maybe, like, 30, 40 minutes into this when, like, Latima, like, kind of speaks up. Mm-hmm. And she, like, fingers her own amulet for a moment. And she, uh, she says, uh, My lord, if you don't mind a little curiosity. And I, I just as this is happening, like, there are people moving under yeah, your hands yeah. and stuff. Why don't you wear Yzma's amulet anymore? Uh, well, uh... <laughs> Latima, I am currently healing, so I like to just focus on Lady Mira's energy while I heal. I've seen you heal before with both of them. I express like Latima. Um, I can't speak for your relationship to the gods. I know everyone has their own. Um, but uh, Ismal and I uh, just had a bit of a falling out recently. Um, and uh, I don't know how long that's going to last for, but... Um, we're just taking some time apart, if that makes any sense. Why? What happened? I think I reach into my pocket, and I take out my broken amulet. As she takes it in her hands for a second, she's like, Did this happen unusually? He can't be mad. He's like, he can't be mad that it just broke. No, no, he, he broke it, Latima. Oh. Um, I hope this doesn't make you look at me any differently. No, no. I just... I've never seen you not do the right thing. I'm just surprised. I don't understand. She hands it back. <clears throat> well, sometimes, Latima, the right thing can be very subjective. And what one god thinks is right, another may not. And I pray that you'll never have to be in a position like that. (laughs) She laughs a little bit. She's like, I don't think I'm ever going to get in that position. I'm not lucky enough to get to actually have that relationship. I'm a member of a flock, not the shepherd's dog. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Well, Atma, you seem to be more of a shepherd to me. I suppose, but I also think it's funny sometimes how the peak does things different from the temple paramount. Mm. You, you, you paladins, you have the powers, but the temple paramount teaches that the strength comes from unifying the messages of all the gods, like in, in, in one piece, you know? And I always wondered about that, because 
paladins, even though they, they have powers from one, why couldn't they be a part of the of the whole? Gain knowledge from the other sides. Well, lots it makes you seem brittle. <laughs> I think she blushes at that. Like she yeah, said yeah. something. Like she's like, "I'm sorry. I didn't. I mean, I." Latima, Latima. I mean, I just want to say I haven't been to the peak in a very long time, and uh, however you feel about the way they do things, I might not be the best representative who can advocate for how they, you know, proceed. But all I know is that at the peak, I was taught about all the gods. But when it comes to who you serve, that decision is made equal parts by you and by them. But shouldn't you be serving all of them? Shouldn't you protect the world like Yzmael wants and heal the hurt like Mira wants and help the dying like Lord Vita wants and love people like Gladine and be brave like Talreen and, you know all of those things, and even though you gain your strength from one, wouldn't you be stronger if you thought about them all? I think Duncan opens his mouth as if he's going to try and rebut what Latima's saying, but then he's like, he himself is sort of like, yeah, why, why do I dedicate myself to like the morals of only one god? Or prioritize one over another? She says, I, I think, well, <laughs> thank you for indulging my philosophy. As I, uh, say, as I say this, I snap the leg back. <laughs> yes, and then like a blue glow happens and then like, she's like, here. And she takes off her amulet, which is a, a six part one with has a representation for all the gods. And she hands it to you and she's like, I have others. Whoa. Maybe something to think about. I don't think Duncan's ever really even seen one like this. Um, have I? What yeah, I have? these these are like the like so the Temple Paramount is like the lay clergy, right? Uh-huh. So like there are priests who have these. Yeah, yeah. So you've seen them before, um, but paladins don't wear these. Like mm-hmm. that's just not their thing because it's like no, like there's I'm dedicated a dedicated to my deity. And there is a side of it that it's like nope, that one is the right one above all the others. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for I example... I respect my fellow paladins of other right, faiths, right. but I will always serve. My... Right, it's, like, Moralda twice slain would, is, like, Talreen till death, and uh-huh. the other ones don't really have anything to teach me. Yeah. Um, like, I would equate it to, I don't know if... I'll work with my Ismael brethren. I'll work with my Lady Mira, you know, fellow paladins. Right, like, right. Talreen above all. So she's offering it, and you, you're free to take it. I, I think I do, yeah. I think she smiles at that. Thank you, Latima. Um, meanwhile, um, I think I think at some point, Meridian and Skua, who are in town, come into the into the keep mm-hmm. and basically reveal that they were here. Yeah, yeah. And like Meridian's like, Duncan, do you need to like point me in a direction? I and, like, need all the help. I will I start need... lifting people and moving them in a direction. <laughs> Immediately, she starts. To... Yeah. <laughs> so like they're there helping you now. Um, oh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, and, like, Meridian's like, I have a little bit of news for you when, when you have the second, but you look real busy. Um, what, me? Busy? <laughs> <laughs> magic healing <Yeah>. hands. Like, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, up in uh, Vea's room, 
I think she's like putting her room back together because if you remember, it was like all torn mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. Um, and like I think Brim and Warm Cotton are like sitting and not helping. Clearly, like yeah, Brim she clearly just wants to do it herself. So yeah. like, why even don't even offer? Brim also has just this shit eating grin on his face. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so big. <laughs> is he proud of himself? Like, oh, he is sh- absolutely proud of himself. Yeah, he um, just he just made a massive bust that like will help that he knows will help secure him an alliance. And he feels like he was, this was like the first time he did something like with his team. Yeah, since yeah, he yeah, yeah. since he got there, so yeah. he's like he's on cloud nine right now. So Vea's been talking at you about what happened with her and Duncan. Yeah, and you know Duncan's side of the story, which is way more like the facts of like yeah. the fight and like there was a woman there who could shape shift and we found the thief right. Like yeah. Vea's like doing like talking about Duncan a little bit more like. She's, like, kind of got this, like, tone of voice, like, of, like, genuine surprise and, like, pleasant, su- pleasant, she sounds pleasantly surprised, and she's like, did you know he was funny? He's really strong. Like, holy shit, he's strong. Did, Brim, did you know this? Uh, I did, actually. I, it, Brim is clearly <laughs> slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, did, I did know that. I think Warm Cotton's smiling at you at how uncomfortable Brim is. Yeah. Um, she's like, well, what do you think? Do you think I made a good impression? Ugh, it's hard to know. I don't know. Uh, Ayama, what do you think? Ayama's <laughs> just, just like, Ayama just like shakes her head and like just is like, I'm not getting into this. Yeah, sure, I would say so. She's like, I hope so. Um, I think there's this is when a knock on the door happens. Uh, do you want me to get that or you go? You go get it. It'll be fine. Okay. And uh, Brim gets up and gets the door. Uh, Tograph's there. Oh, Tograph. And he's, yeah, he smiles at you and he's like holding up his arm because there's a weird like paper falcon on his arm. Oh, very like, cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like think a, Brim says that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brim, you know Duh. what this is. Um, this is a way that Anto, people in Anto send very quick high priority messages because they don't do like... Like so they don't, you. they don't scry or anything, but they'll, in, they have like enchanted like pieces oh. of paper that fold themselves up into a big like hawk and fly themselves across. Okay. They're very expensive, but this is very clearly from your dad. Yeah. So Uh-oh. he spares the, no expense. Okay. Um, so yeah, so he like, he smiles and he's like face drops a little bit. And he's like, it's a letter from your father. <sighs> All right. Well, I suppose we should read it. Uh, yes. And he, like, like, touches, like, the bird's back and it, like, folds back into paper. Okay. And there's, there's three sheets and it reads as follows. To my beloved daughter, the child who rests in my shade, an honorable good faith. I hope my letter finds you well and safe in Lone Tree. I hope that diplomacy goes well and that you are all conducting yourselves honorably. I doubt that this will find you on the road to the dwarven capital, Goldmere. Yet, if it does, all the better. I would have you all know that Cinna, Fenlin, and I are all in good health and spirits. The push to form alliances with the other trees goes well. We have unified with two of the five, bringing us to over half the trees. And after Fenlin's engagement ends and he marries the second-born daughter of the Quicksilver Tree, the uh, final tr- two trees will come into line under our leadership. I look at Ayama. <laughs> she does not look happy at okay. all. <laughs> Noted. Like, yeah. Biting her lip. In more foul news, uh, 
trio of Caspian ships were recently spotted in our waters. No conflict was had, thank the ancestors. But they become more bold and are beginning to scout us out. I would urge the three of you to make as much haste as possible in achieving your goals. To that end, I have enclosed two letters of consent, signed by myself. One for Vea, should she need to marry, and one for Telgraph, should his uncles request it, that he be released from the service of ambassador. I have the utmost faith in the three of you, and love you dearly. Your brothers wish for me to send their love as well. May fate smile upon us all. Sincerely, Lord Saitel Oberyn of Tree Breakwater. Um... I think there's probably a couple seconds of silence. Uh, Brim's like, well, guess it's on to the next thing. I think Vea kind of like, she says, we need to leave now. Tonight, or early tomorrow morning. We need to get, we need to get uh, Telgraph to Aldorf to see his uncles. Um, my God. Uh, I should go with you just for, for, just to make a good impression on them. Um, and Brim, you should, you're going to be accompanying, accompanying us, of course, and, but you're only going to be able to bring a couple of people. We, we need to leave the soldiers here. They're building the barracks, and we need to keep sure that that's all going to be all right. Um, should we bring Duncan along? If he comes with us, it should push everything forward a little. Um, well, ideally, I think that we should bring Duncan along, but I think that you may want to prioritize your alliances Excuse me if I'm speaking out of line, as I really know nothing about politics. But you should potentially prioritize your alliances here and consider staying with the troops and keeping an eye on the situation back here while I escort Telgraph and Duncan can be the ambassador for Lone Tree. But wouldn't it be better if I was working with Duncan? If I was there with him more? That's a good point. Because Etni, well, she does have some power. She doesn't make the final decisions at the end of the day. It's Duncan that we need to have the alliance with, truly. Yes, but how politically savvy is Etni, and how under how influential is her family on her? I don't know. And perhaps that's why it's best for us to leave the soldiers under perhaps Wicker's control? Well, who's my... <laughs> he looks around. He I don't knows. know. <laughs> hey, who's my second in command? Who is my third in command, Ayama? Have we picked someone yet? She's like, third in command's Haya. I mean, fourth. I think it's Fema? Fema. I've always trusted them. I mean, you s- use them to send a message to... Yeah, Fema can be trusted. Is he the one with the elven accent? Yes, the really thick one. Yeah. <laughs> God, How did he get that job? Being the only other named member of Sam's troops. <laughs> All right, well, I will have to sit down with the Fema. With Fema. The idea of... The idea of leading. The idea of leaving tonight, I think, is out of the question. There has been a lot going on, and if we expect Duncan to come with us, we need to at least give him time to put his orders, uh, affairs in order before. Then tomorrow morning, by before daybreak. I agree. Telegraph and Telegraph's like, I'm off. I'm gonna go send my letter to my uncles. Like, I'm going home. We're, we're, Woo. Yeah, he's like, we gotta go. Like, yeah. he's on it. Warm Cotton's like, I'll go whip the troops into shape. I'll get a hold of Fema, get him sorted for you. All right. Haya's coming with us? Uh, I don't see why not. If okay. if you're not bringing all the troops to protect both Telegraph and... No, Haya needs to come. Then... 
then I better go and I'll see if I can find Ingvild. Wherever she Don't is. Don't worry about her. She'll find us. Okay. Um, I'll make sure Haya's with us. Um, yes. Yeah, send Fema to me. I will go meet with uh, Lone Tree. Okay. And Vea's like, I'll, I'll come with you. Um, and um, Ayama, warm cotton. She's like, I'll make sure that the carriage is prepped, our horses for the morning. We'll be ready to leave. You might want to make uh, How much room is in the carriage? Mm, I don't know. Um, probably enough for like four people to be comfortable enough. Like, they'd be a little tight, but four people could be in there. You might want to make room for Duncan in the carriage. He is a rather large fellow. Quite tall. I'll see what I can do. Alright. And, and, then... and Vea's like, and make sure that whoever's packing our clothes, make sure that we have the nicest things. I don't... Dwarves can be so finicky. And she just... She comes down the stairs with you. So, Duncan, you're downstairs doing healing stuff with Latima, uh, Meridian, Skua, and Egwene's in a corner. <laughs> Still trying to figure out where these people are going to go. When I think there's, like, a flurry of activity and, like, Tograph, um, Ayama, Warm Cotton. Like, people are just, like, moving A bunch of the suddenly. elves come down. Yeah, the yeah, elven yeah. envoy. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Brim and, and Vea approach you. Duncan? Oh, Brim. Good to see you again. Good to see you as well. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm there's... I'm wiping my hands off. There's, like, blood on them. I'm, <laughs> yeah. so, I'm soaking them. I see that you have done well. Uh, well, I see you've done well. You really got my work cut out for me here. Yeah, Goldwing we'll just wait until I tell you. Like, oh. I'll get in a minute, Goldwyn. <laughs> Keep biting on that rag. <laughs> just wait until I tell you what's next. What, what do you mean, what's next? Because Duncan's face dropped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you definitely. did more. Who else did you hurt? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't hurt anyone else. By the way, I easily could have killed all of them. Looking think, at yeah, pointedly yeah, at Goldman. I think you say that loud. It's like I could have murdered everyone in here if I wanted to. Could have sicked my vampire on you all. <laughs> yes, remember that lady with the horns? Everyone's like, I Ugh. thought so. Uh, yes, but. Unfortunately, we have just received a very direct message from our father and the ruler of Onto, and uh, we must embark in the morning, and it would be our honor if you decide to come with us. Vea's like, to, to, to Aldorf, to meet with the dwarves, we were, Brim told me that in the council you were discussing that you could be involved. Oh, I just, you know, I have, I have so much going on here, so many... People need my help. I I think Latima stands up and she says, well, I mean, all of these people need to be tried and sentences handed out. Um, and then I think Meridian stands and she says, I assume it will be done in the orcish way. Is, is Etni here? I, I want to talk to Etni about this. Will she come out? Does anyone heard anything about? Uh, Egwene comes over and she's like, I tried to find her, but she's sound asleep and won't answer for anyone. I don't... I think this evening was hard on her. Yikes. How is the head that wears the crown? Well, if... Egwene's like, well, if you're going to to Aldorf, you'll need uh, some some aid. I could come with you. Who said this? Uh, Egwene. Oh. I mean, Egwene, <laughs> you're so good at managing things here, though. Latimo stands up. She's like, I could take over for Egwene while she's gone. No, 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 no. I don't want to split up. This is... 
so much has happened. We we need to have a firm front. Well, if Etni if well, Etni clearly doesn't want to be bothered, but she'll be here. Who better to be in your stead? And Wicker will stay. Okay, that's that's true. I, and Meridian, if anyone has a good handle of things here, it's Etni. Meridian crosses her arms and she's like, "What if I offered to stay for a few weeks? Oh I'll my hold God. everything down." Meridian, would you? That would be. Especially oh. if you're doing your first trial. Yeah. It might be good for someone with more experience as lo- along with Wicker to be here. I gotta tell you, you know, Marty, I, I mean, but... Pond can hold things down in scale song for oh, yeah, I have, You have no idea how good that sounds, because honestly, I already took one, but I need another vacation. So Egwene, Egwene says, okay, then if staying behind will be Etni, Wicker, Latima, Meridian, and Skua, I, I think that would be enough. And if Latima's offered to take over my construction duties, I, I don't see why I couldn't help you over an Aldorf, especially if you're doing diplomatic affairs. It would be good for Lone Tree to be represented, especially if we would enter into a potential alliance. Brim does some eyebrows at Vaya. Vaya? Yeah. <laughs> What's, what do you mean by the eyebrows? I'm curious. Well, to me, Brim, I think, senses some sort of feelings that Egwene might have towards Duncan. Duncan senses nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Duncan is completely oblivious. He's just like, oh great, all my friends! <laughs> all my friends are going on vacation. We're all going to the dwarves. So, when do we leave? Says um, Egwene. When would you guys be heading out? What time is it right now? I think Vea's like, uh, Ten. Six Five, hours. six hours, give or take. Okay. I'll finish up here. I have too much work to do. I'm, I'll have to heal everyone and then leave. So, um, Egwene, can you write up a note that I can give to Etni and Meridian? You can start to get accustomed to how things run here. I think they both nod. Egwene's like, I'll make sure that we're both packed. Uh, as she like, looks at, at Broomgar, nice clothes, armor, both? Both. Both. All right. So I'll finish healing. Just so everyone knows how Sir Duncan treats prisoners here at Lone Tree. And I say it's like a heal someone else. So Uh, I think Brim has one more parting comment, which is... Do you remember how we talked about the floating carriage? Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounded really cool. Yeah, you can ride in that. Vea, like, claps her hands (laughs) and she's like, I did promise you a ride. Yes! Floating carriage, that sack. Or Duncan tries to keep himself yeah. in the house. He's like, oh, oh, I mean, I would be honored <laughs> to ride in the floating carriage. So, let me just be clear for for us and for the audience. Mm-hmm. People who are so to go start doing diplomacy with Aldorf immediately um, is Brimgar, Br- Intel Brimgar, who rests in the shade of Tree Breakwater. Um, Vea, Vea, Tograph. Graph. I can't wait to get to know that guy better. I'm glad to, that we'll get a little more screen time with him. Um, Warm Cotton. I. What's her name? Ayama. Ayama. Because okay. Vea's around, I usually call her Warm Cotton because it's uh-huh. it's easier to yeah, <laughs> differentiate. Yeah. Um, Haya is coming. Sweet. Ingvild's coming, but like a cat, she'll just follow you guys out uh-huh. <laughs> more than anything else. Um, and then Duncan and Egwene. I believe, is everybody who's... Sweet. And then staying at home to hold down the fort 
is home team. Home team. Um, Etney. Etney Jespers. Wicker. Love that guy. Latima. She's gave me a really sick amulet and taught me things about my own religion. Hate um, her. Meridian. Despise her. <laughs> Rimgar hates her. Meridian. Respect her. She's really helping me out here. And then uh, Skua. Uh, S-K-U-A. Gotcha. Type of bird. Oh. Yeah. And then also Fema. Because that's going to be important. Oh, and the yeah. elven troops. And the, and the, that's going to be important for... For... Uh, you, Dane, just because they're going to be basically like uh-huh. determining what is okay for the troops to be used for, yeah, right, based on what it needs. And our, our prisoners, our named prisoners, are Goldwyn, Ambert, Zalka. Zalka, and what that mage, I guess. Who yeah, is. I'll, I'll have a name for him by the next time. Um, and there will be 30 some odd sort of civilian prisoners, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to be doing orc justice, orc justice. Not our problem. <laughs> so you guys will be leaving in a couple hours. Yeah. I think he he almost feels feels ashamed of it, but I think Duncan is secretly like glad to leave because his like all this ruling and the trials and administrative work has really taken a toll on him, mm-hmm. and he feels like treading water every time he tries to do it. Yeah, and he he does he feels really guilty about it, but he's like almost glad that he's abandoning Etni to deal with all of it. Yeah, while he can go like have another adventure. So, and you guys are just like, you, I, I like that Duncan's just like, Etni's going to stay and uh-huh. like, she doesn't, she'll is, wake up to the news that, yeah, that she's in charge. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, cause to be clear, I think, I think Vea points this out, um, as you guys are like halfway packed and halfway like through the night, like as right before everybody goes to do their like two, three hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, yeah, it's going to be like a two month journey total. It's a long way. Oh wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And he's going to be in charge for a while. I have Holy to get... Holy um, shit. <laughs> okay. So. It's the morning. After the letter. After all of this chaos. And it is deathly quiet. It's spring for real. So that the... Just the hint of a sunrise is coming. There's fog rolling out across all of the Serpent's Back Mountain Range. Um, the clouds are like a pale blue white as like, how many people are on this, on this trip again? It's, well, you have a nice list. So it's like, how many people are on the DCT? (laughs) We have, um, eight people in our contingent team. Gotcha. So seven horses or six can walk. so. So five horses and the carriage, um, I mean, I'd like a horse to be yeah. able to ride. Yeah. Pull, yeah. They pull away. I'm definitely taking a horse. I'm still a royal boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think as this whole as the beginning of this trip goes, uh, Brim, you made the right call. Like, don't worry about Ingvold. She shows up at camp. She doesn't travel with you, but she somehow manages to keep up with horses. You get the sense that she's just always sort of around if yeah. should you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so. You guys start taking off across the, across the like the expanse of Tyria. Hey everyone, it's me Dane. You're here with me in the intermission. Thanks for listening to the Level One podcast. Uh, it means the world that you listen. We work so hard to make it for you. So thanks for thanks for being here. Um, 
As always, you can follow us at level underscore podcast on Twitter. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you found us. It helps other people find the show and helps us build an audience. So thanks for taking the time to do that. Um, special thanks as always this week to Sage Latora and Adam Cowell for designing Dungeon World. Special thanks also to TabletopAudio.com, which is where all of our sound effects, sound designs come from. Um, you can go there and uh, kind of up your personal at-the-table game. It's a really cool thing. Go take the time to check it out. Additional thanks to Chris Wilson, who designed the Elementalist playbook. Some thanks to Peter Johansson, who built the Vampire, Baron, and Warlord playbooks, all of which made a huge difference in this season. Um, Firebrands was designed by D. Vincent Baker, and music was by Dane Fogdahl. Well, it looks like that's it for the intermission. Um, We're here for the role-playing, not so much the rolling. I've kept you here too long. Let's get back to the show. Etni, it's about 10 a.m. when you wake up after the long night you just had. Yeah. You had your very stressful dinner with your family (sighs) and the other chaotic events of the previous evening. Right. You'd helped get all the prisoners inside the keep and then you were just like, no. Mm -hmm. There were like, people were coming in to help. There was, Duncan was there, Brim was there, Veo was there. You know, even Meridian and Skua were there. You're like, too many cooks already. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm spent. I'm done. Um... So you slept in um, after the yeah after the chaotic events of the previous evening. So like the sun's spilling in, it's mm-hmm. mid late springish, um, and you um, as you like get up and start your day, you notice that there's a letter that's been slid under your door, and it's addressed to you in what looks like Duncan's hand. Um, so I'm gonna. Do you have your phone on you? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to send you the letter as an email. Oh, dear. Boop. <laughs> Boop. So I'm imagining Etni <laughs> picks it up, opens the, opens the envelope. Yeah. Right? Um, it's like, and, what the uh, fuck is this? Yeah, and this one's on, like, keep stationary, and it's, like, in an envelope. And, like, <laughs> you know, so. This is not me laughing as Etni. This is me laughing as Taylor. <laughs> yeah, so Etni's got the, the letter open. <sighs> Dear Edney, crazy night, had to pack fast, going to Aldorf to secure an alliance with the dwarves. Can you do everything while I'm gone? Thanks so much. You're the best. Worker, Wicker and Latima will tell you everything should be simple enough. Love, Duncan. Can you just do everything while I'm gone? Where the fuck did he go? Yeah, how, do, how does Edney feel? <laughs> she's like slightly bemused uh-huh. because you know she just loves Duncan as a person and his adventurous spirit and etc but it's also like excuse me <laughs> and you... where am I <laughs> <laughs> I have an adventurous spirit I am I started Etni Jesper's touring gestures thank you very much um so, so I feel like she does just that. She tries to go find Latima in Wicker. I think as you open the door to go find one of them, mm-hmm. uh, Latima's right there, and like oh. you almost knock her over. It's like she's carrying a tray of like breakfast for you. Oh, that's adorable. Oh, and I think today she's got like a like a green head scarf on, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, um, L- L- Lady Etney, good morning. Um, morning. You have the oh, you got the 
You got the letter. Uh, yeah? What is this about? Oh, um, why don't you sit down and, and I'll and have breakfast and oh. I'll, I'll walk you through it. Latima, I don't like this. She like, she's like, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like and, and he takes like a look at the breakfast mm. and is like, you can share it with me. Let's go sit. Well, I've already had my breakfast, but I'll, I'll, I'll nibble. And she like puts it down. Um, notably, she's not wearing her amulet anymore. Just, just, just a fact. Just hmm. a thing. Um, and so she kind of like sits you down and she's like, okay, so real simple. Um, let's start with last night after you went to bed, just so you know everything that's happened. Um, the prisoners, uh, Lord Duncan and I healed them. Um, luckily nobody died, which was quite impressive. Every, every, everyone was apprehended, um, without any fatalities, which is really good. Yeah. Um, there were many injuries though. Yeah. And, and so we, we put them all straight and then, um, uh, the prisoners were moved to a barn. Um, and, uh, the soldiers, Brimgar soldiers are, uh, standing as guard right now. Um, so there, uh, so, uh, what happened was, um, well, I'm not a hundred percent clear, but it seems like, uh, Brimgar's father sent him and his sister a letter and saying that things had escalated and they needed to get a move on. So they, so, um, what was it? And she like, <laughs> I have to, I have to double check my list of people. Um, so they needed to move ahead with, with, uh, making an alliance with Aldwarf, the, the elves. And Duncan thought that it would be good if we went too, um, as representatives for Tyria and, and, and Lone Tree. Okay. So why aren't we there? Uh, well, um, so Brimgar went, uh, Veo went, Tograph, um, the dwarf yeah. went, uh, along with, uh, Brim's, uh, what would you call his attendance? The uh, Bannerman? It's <laughs> uh, hard to say. Um, but Warm Cotton and Haya and, and Ingvild uh, went with him. And then Duncan and Egwene went. Um, so everyone but us? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, Wicker's still here. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm taking over for Egwene while she's gone. Um, uh, Fema, who's, I think, I think he's a, sar a corporal? I, I don't know. In, one of Brim's officers is still here. Okay. Um, and then uh, Meridian and Skua offered to stay until they get back to help. Oh, that's great. Um, especially since there will be trials that they say you're going to have to preside over. Yep, I had a feeling about that. God damn it. Um, so I, I, I'm not 100% sure where Meridian and, and Skua are right now. I think they're going to where they were staying and bringing their belongings over here to okay. stay for a while. Um, Wicker's already said about the day for work. Um, and... Um, we should probably, you and me should probably go look at all the construction projects we've got going on. The barracks are, are starting to go up. The uh, We're moving everyone into the mountain, the mm -hmm. healing houses, and, and, the, and the, the school. So, um, 
No, there's... They need our attention. There's a lot to do. We'll definitely be busy. Yeah, isn't that a good thing, though? Yeah, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's take advantage of having the town to ourselves. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll go put together Egwene's notes that she left for me. <laughs> um, and they, they left this morning, a few hours ago. Five, maybe around five o'clock this morning. So... Mm. The, the the road to Aldorf, this uh, according to Tograph, takes about a comfortable month, so they'll be gone for a while. Yeah, they will. So we better get to work, you know. Yeah. Uh, do you want help getting ready or? Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I, and Eddie like goes over to like her like vanity that literally has like a couple nice sticks on it so she can put her hair up. Well, you've got like out. Yeah. Well, you've got, you've probably got the second biggest room in the whole yeah. keep. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of time kind of like leaves and lets you get ready for the day. Mm-hmm. And like, she's waiting in like the, the large hall in mm-hmm. the bottom floor of the keep, um, for whenever you're ready to go. So yeah. I feel like Etni does yeah, do yeah. How does Etni... <laughs> feel and how does she get ready for all this like after being basically told that you're in charge for mm-hmm. two months she's so uncomfortable really yeah yeah she's so uncomfortable because like with this trial she was really looking to lean into the fact that duncan is from lone tree mm-hmm. with all of this and even though we become this big interwoven community these guys are from Lone Tree 1.0. Right, right. I also think it's important to think about the fact that the all of the original Lone Tree people mm-hmm. leadership, they mm-hmm. both left. Duncan and Egwene left. So the people yeah. ruling now are Orcs, uh, refugee representative, and Duncan's friend. <laughs> Duncan's friend who pissed every half the town off Yeah. by doing the good thing. Right. So. Not to mention... That Edney still hasn't had a chance to talk to Duncan about. No, she hasn't gotten a chance to talk about what Tilda wanted. No. No, that's true. Um, so what, I'm curious, what does Etney's like, day-to-day wear look like? Her wear? Yeah, like, what does she wear on, like, a day-to-day sort of look? I feel like she's just kind of upgraded her normal get-up, which is, like, baggy pants and, like, a, a tunic Mm-hmm. kind of thing um she's been wearing a, a like lone tree like cloak mm-hmm. around town like with duncan like that's kind of become like her quote formal wear like official yeah. wear i think um i think the the lone tree colors have changed yeah so now it's it's a picture of a tree mm-hmm. um but um there's hints of green orange and purple and everything now yeah um yeah just super cool yeah i also think that there's a What's the number? I think this was the sixth village, if I get that wrong. But like each so of the that villages, we went to? Uh, no, the the villages, the orc villages are numbered. So oh, um, in, no, in right. order of creation, I think this was the sixth one because mm-hmm. I know Scale Song was the seventh. Right. So I think there's also the orcish rune for like six mm-hmm. or 
if I get that wrong, whatever number it actually is, <laughs> right. um, on the tree. Yeah. Just to kind of like loop it all together. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, we're all together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you meet up with Latima and mm-hmm. she starts, um, taking you out and like, she's heading down to the outer wall of Lone Tree okay. to inspect the barracks first. Cool. I think we should start with a Lone Tree move and do mm-hmm. a hand of the king roll because cool. you are here. Heck yeah, I am. So would you Get read me. that move? <laughs> hand of the king. <laughs> So, while the stronghold is secure and the ruler or the representatives are present to rule it unchallenged at the start of the session, roll plus charisma on a 10 plus, choose two. On a seven to nine, choose one. I ain't got nothing plus charisma, so... Hmm. About that. <laughs> um, what I will say, though, uh-huh. is you did just... The, the most... Uh, extreme people who disliked you and mm-hmm. disliked the current rulership are currently in custody and mm-hmm. no longer um able to eat to undermine this is true. i think you should take advantage on this role yeah yeah i think because don't get me wrong mm-hmm. the, the way this game works is there's there's always a threat you know like, <laughs> yes. as long as we're playing mm-hmm. uh, all the things that things are under threat but right. um you guys really did i want to like super stress the fact that um, you guys stopped a really big thing that could have, like, there's a, that part of that move is like when you r- are there to rule unchallenged. Right. Had they gotten off their their ritual, golden and amber, mm-hmm. I don't think you would anyone would have been able to even do, do that okay. move hmm. because you would have been challenged openly. Hmm. And now that group is in custody, under control. Hmm. Also, the thief was mm-hmm. taken care of, and the ghost is gone. I think for the people who are not captured. Mm-hmm. Mood is lifted. This is true. We addressed almost yeah. everything that was... You addressed a whole lot of it yeah. last time. So, I okay. think you should take advantage here. Okay. So, no charisma bonus, though. No charisma bonus. And there's no one here to help you. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I got 12. Oh, and you... Well, you rolled a 12. You didn't roll all three, but you got the 12, so... <laughs> 12. Just take the 12. Oh, yeah. All right, so you get to choose two? I do. So and what are your choices? I can gain one surplus, gain a unit of any resource for your stronghold, or that mm-hmm. your stronghold produces, mm-hmm. and your stronghold is free from want or danger for the time being. Hmm. <laughs> And it's spring. It is spring. And surplus is essentially... Uh, surplus is a thing that you can turn into money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a thing you can use to build more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... One, um, stronghold is free from want or danger for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything that's been going on within the walls of Lone Tree has been mm-hmm. pretty quelled. Yeah overall so and like you know while people may be wanting still have their eyes turned on us i don't feel like anybody's coming anytime soon so i'm gonna do that and gain a unit of any resource your stronghold produces okay so if you flip that over yeah so what are all the things that you guys produce what are your we what are your resources that you produce here we've got trade food security and culture Cool. So which one do you want a unit of? 
and like trade is like a caravan arrives or something, right? <laughs> like that's like, or culture is so like some of these are a little abstract, and mm-hmm. we figure out what a unit of mm-hmm. culture is, <laughs> but we can figure that out for sure. It's like I'm back in college. <laughs> what is a unit of culture? <laughs> it's like my Who's old to degree. Say? Um, I'm like kind of tempted to take that. I feel like people are invigorated to get the school finished because we've been trying to get that done okay. for a while. I think what that looks like is the the school mm-hmm. is going to be beautifully built. Like, yeah. There's enough time and energy and resources not only to make it, mm-hmm. but to make it a nice piece of architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, so the school will stand out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, so you guys are approaching the walls, and I think, mm-hmm. um, I think this is when you see how like your guys are free from like danger, yeah. Um, because like the gate opens, and you see, I think this really ragtag group of like your guys is like guards and warriors. Like, mm-hmm. there's a few of Brimgar's elves. There's mm-hmm. some orcs. There's some like lone tree militia and refugee mm-hmm. militia, and they're dragging a Remoraz corpse in, <laughs> and like. Okay. I think, uh, I think, uh, uh, Fema is the name of the, um, of the, uh, the, what's the word? Um, is the name of, of Brim's officer who's just been left behind. He sure. delivered a message to you and, and, um, Duncan, um, when you guys were in the market. Right. So he comes up to you, to you and Latima and like gives a quick salute. Um, he's got a really thick accent that mm-hmm. Sam did that I'm not going to attempt. <laughs> um, so, so just... Great. Imagine it in your minds. Um, <laughs> um, and he and he just says, like, we spotted a just a small group of them, five or six, out near kind of our borders, and we sent out a, a deterrent sort of party and came back, no casualties, really light wounds, um, seems like they're driven off. They are coming closer, though, but seems like we've got it under production. That's awesome. I, I appreciate you taking the lead on that. Yeah, and... Could I show you what we're working on with the barracks? Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, so the big thing with that is that with the, uh, the, the barracks is that, um, hmm, what's the best way to, they're kind of, they're quick, they're quickly coming along is mm-hmm. the thing and they're built out of stone and they're built mm-hmm. out of the wall. Okay. Um, so even like, so it's going to be like one of those things where people can get, get into battle mode quickly mm-hmm. um and there's going to be stables for horses it's cool. it's coming together quite quite nicely Neat. um and uh so the, so Fema shows takes you through what they're started they're basically only laying the foundation right now mm-hmm. um i think wicker's here and he waves and he's like levitating stone into place to make mm-hmm. it make it work a little quicker um and uh the uh, you can i think you can see the uh, what did Will call it? I have it written down. The Thorn No Tusk School for Illiterate Youth is also coming along. Um, <laughs> and when you get there, I think this is when we see like the culture thing. Mm-hmm. It's already built. And mm. it's made out of this like woven wood. Like it's very clearly taking inspiration from this the keep itself yeah. and like smaller. And like the building's done. Clearly mm. that's the thing Wicker did first. Yeah. Um, and basically there's a few people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably someone like Byron Bellows, maybe Duncan's mom. Like just some people f- from the surrounding the whole village and they're just kind of like going over like okay we have the building but we can't just be like school starts Mm -hmm. um so they're working on like plans for how how to run a curriculum and Mm -hmm. what's important um 
and uh, they let you take a look at the plans and it's cool. mostly it's mostly about like making sure every student has like a basic level of of like mathematics uh, grammar reading writing, reading, writing um, and then gearing them towards um, apprenticeships is kind Neat. of it's kind of the way they're trying to structure it hmm. um, and I think lots of them like kind of nods and says shall we move on I think Edney is like kind of taken aback by how well everything is going <laughs> yeah no everything's like going like just brilliantly honestly yeah she's like I yeah I, I guess yeah, let's go. All right. So she takes you up the keep, um, up towards the keep and past to the cave, mm -hmm. into the hollow mountain, mm -hmm. which is where you're moving the farmers, mm -hmm. um, and also um, where the houses of healing are finally, finally being built. Tight. Um, and um, <clears throat> so, so inside the mountain, the construction of the housing for the farmers, it's coming along. Mm -hmm. Like you can see like, there are frames for homes, um, yurts are being built for the orcish farmers who are here, um, and, and, like, they're trying to accommodate what people, like, people's requests, like, I think there's probably, like, a big queue of farmers who are just like, mm -hmm. um, could I have a two-story house, please? I have four mm -hmm. kids, and, like, right. an orc's like, you know, just, just a yurt, it's, it's just me, like, they, they're, <laughs> they're, like, taking requests, more or less. Interesting. And, okay. um, I think Latimo's like, I don't, let's let, let's not intrude there, mm -hmm. um, but according to Gwen's notes, I think it's... I think it's about a week out before people start moving in. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Magic makes construction quite easy. It sure does. And Wicker's working himself to the bone to make it happen, so we should yeah. be sure to thank him. I agree, yeah. So inside, if you remember the... So the way the, the cavern works, right, is like it's huge, mm -hmm. like 14,000 foot mountain. Mm -hmm. um, and there's the crystal at the top. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing's hollow. Mm -hmm. And there's like a lake, a spring, warm spring inside. And that's where the river comes from. Mm -hmm. um, and all around it is fertile land. And that's mm -hmm. where the houses are going up. Um, or not so much going up as being um, rebuilt because there used to be people who lived in there. Right. Um, and then there's the lone tree, sapling, that um, Duncan planted. Mm -hmm. um, and as you approach it, like, it's already the size of a full-grown oak. Wow. Yeah. Huh. It's growing really fast. Tight. <laughs> um and you wonder if that's how it grew originally or if it has something to do with being on the serpent's back. You're not right. sure. But um, either way, it's probably pretty good to see that yeah. going the way it is. Um, and in front of that, on on the lake, like the, the buildings are being built over the lake mm -hmm. so that they have access to the water, mm -hmm. are two healing houses. Okay. Um, and they're mostly finished because you got them mostly finished during the quiet year. Yeah. Um, but uh, you had to put everything on hold to go rescue Egwene. Yep. So you get to take a walk inside. Very clearly, this is where the least amount of energy is being put right now. Sure. Just because it's most of the way done yeah. and it just needs some final touches. So okay. there's just a pe couple people working on it. Um, and this mountain's really big. So you guys have had, spent, have had to spend a lot of time walking around. So it's already getting close to like afternoon at this point. Okay. Um, and like, I think you're standing outside the the... the the healing houses after having been like taken on a tour by like the two or three construction people who are working on it. Yeah. Um, and Latima says, um, anything else you want to take care of or take a look at? Um, Skua and, and Meridian said that they'd be setting up the trials this evening around dinner time. Uh. So we can start on those tomorrow. Uh, 
I think I, I think I need to do some preparation for those. Should we head back to the keep then? Yeah. Yeah. And like as you're walking back, she asks, "You feeling okay about it? Have you ever done this before?" No. <laughs> no, I've only people I've ever put on trial are my family. <laughs> That's just in a figurative sense. Oh. I see. I don't know, I'm Is it is it How does a leader separate the personal wrong with the political right? Well, over the last year when I was gathering people There were lots of people I didn't want to take myself. People who I'm certain were people who I probably wouldn't want to have a conversation with. People who believe different things than me. People who have done different things than me. But I had to think about what was best for everybody. And I had to think about, even though we were so different, they were still people. <sighs> but there were some I had to cut off, let's say. You can't abide people hurting each other. There were thieves taking from the weakest among the already weak. So we found them and drove them off. I'm lucky that there weren't many and what they did wasn't exactly complicated. And I'm not sure the people who we have arrested have that complicated of situation either. I hope you're right. I hope that whatever happens tomorrow, I just, I just want to do right, at least. Well, that's why Meridian and Skua are here. They're here to walk you through how they do justice, I suppose. They seemed pretty confident in it. Yeah. Hmm. It's just a little weird to, I mean, Latima, I see you. You're, you're here with me, but, you know, it's... Meridian and Skua. They're here and they know how to do things because they do them together. And I don't know, it just kind of feels like it's just me. Despite it. It's not. We're here. I know. And normally Duncan's here. And 
he wouldn't have left if he didn't think he could trust someone to take care of his home for him. Yeah. Yeah. Meridian left Pond in charge of her village. It's a good decision. <laughs> I think so, too. He was really nice. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, this will be fine. I think you guys are walking up the keep steps and, like, open the door. And in the main hall, which is where you would probably assume that the trial was going to take place... Um, you can see, um, Wicker is performing a ritual in the center of the room. He's creating, like, a really intricate circular design on the floor, like a, like a ring, but it's, like, I would, I would equate it to something similar to, like, Celtic knots, or, Hmm. um, I don't know if you've ever seen some, like, the really intricate, um, pattern work that comes out of, like, India, Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that, just Mm -hmm. so intricate, so detailed. Okay. Um, and he's, and he's, he's painting this, um, and in the main hall at the, at the, at the table, the high table, mm-hmm. um, Meridian and Skuar are going over some scrolls, um, and Meridian, big, almost eight foot tall Meridian, <laughs> waves you over, um, and says, Etni, sorry we missed you this morning, we had to move everything over in here, um, I hope it's okay that we're, we're staying to help. Yeah, of course it is. I I wouldn't say no. Yeah, she's like, I... Those boys were really itching to go. Seemed important. It is important, you know. Brimgar and his people have been here for some time, and... Most of them are still here. They are, yeah. I'm, you know, honestly shocked that they've stuck around this long with how pressing their matters are so i think meridian rolls her eyes and just like i don't know if it's all political reasons that they're staying and like skua giggles and she's like you should have seen the way that duncan and Vea were she like runs her to her tongue over her tooth mm-hmm. or heard one of her tusks and she's like stealing glances let's say <laughs> after last night's adventure that they went on it's about time duncan's a catch that nobody's cut caught on to <laughs> i mean i think meridian's like i mean he, or no wicker says he brags about that thea girl all the time <laughs> what are you oh. i'm half convinced she doesn't exist <laughs> believe me wicker i wish she wasn't <laughs> uh, well um meridian says well do you want to primer on our system yes because according to the treaty we have you you are going to have to follow our justice system yep exactly okay okay um i think school and latima go off to like get dinner for the three of you because you, cool. you three are probably going to just like work for a while yeah she's like all right i'll just go over the basics start from the beginning okay it's as far as after speaking with uh, latima and um fema uh, it seems like Justice is a little different in other places. Very. And I think, and to be fair, I'm aware of what happened in in, in uh, Napeville. It seemed rather barbaric to me, personally, how they dealt with that halfling. Anyways, 
in short, if a crime is committed, the criminal or the group of criminals, they're arrested, like mm-hmm. they were last night, and brought before the chiefess. The ritualist... Uh, sorry. They're brought before the chiefess, the ritualist, and anyone who wants to attend. Okay. Um, the room is only so big, but we'll keep the windows open. Everyone is welcome in the village. Uh, there... The ritualist creates a circle, and he gest- she gestures towards what Wicker's doing. Of compulsion and truth. Anyone within the circle is compelled to answer any question asked of them, truthfully. Then the chiefess or representative, if the chiefess is particularly conflicted, um, or would like to recuse themselves in cases, um, typically cases of family, um, they ask the accused as many questions as they'd like. If there's a group of criminals, which is what well, one of our two trials is the group, um, they'll be accused of roughly the same crime, and one will be chosen by the chiefess to speak for the entire group. After the accused are done being questioned, the following day the chiefess bestows her judgment and punishment if needed. Uh, there are three punishments in our justice system. One, this is our lightest punishment, the guilty must perform community service and receive ongoing counseling to rehabilitate them. We don't lock people in cages or in holes in the ground and leave them to rot. In a somewhat more severe case, say, theft perhaps, uh, light theft typically, um, in addition to the community service and the counseling, the guilty are stripped of all material possessions, roles, titles, responsibilities, and are assigned to a member of the community to learn a new skill if they need it. Sometimes someone slips through the cracks, doesn't have a role, and turn to thieving crime, too. And we believe that it's best to get them in a position where they won't need to make a crime, uh, commit a crime again. Uh, and they're also to work and live with this person. Um, to help rehabilitate them. Um, And that person will act as their guardian, much as if they were a child, so to speak, responsible for their actions, taking care of them. Um, Typically, those people volunteer, though in some cases, the chiefess or ritualist will suggest somebody. Um, The community tends to give that person who volunteered a bit of a compensation somehow. Three... If the guilty are true danger to the society or cannot be forgiven, then they are stripped of all possessions, tangible and intangible, including their name, and they are banished. They will be magically compelled to never be within the boundaries of a settlement for more long, for no longer than 20 minutes. They will never be able to touch another person ever again, and they are never to sleep within five leagues of a settlement ever again. Doing so is rare, but sometimes. I'm anxious to hear what they have to say. As am I. First, you'll seems like it'd be best to do Goldwyn, Ambert, Otto Ake. That's the soothsayer, the one who was casting the ritual. 
And the 30-odd-some dissenters. 30. I mean, I know our numbers are large, but that seems... large. I've met Goldwyn. He is somewhat of a magnetic personality. So do you understand what you'll be doing? I do. Is there anything else you'd like to cover for me to review for you before we get some rest before tomorrow? I worry... I worry that we have all of them. What do you mean? I worry that not everyone was present that night. Hmm. Well, then ask. I can't ask. Be warned. They will be compelled to speak. And they will be compelled to speak truths only. But some are better at resisting the magic than others. Some people have been known to be able to speak half-truths, omit some things. I doubt that your... That that first batch will present much trouble, so long as you don't choose the soothsayer to speak. But that Zalka girl... She changes forms. She may be able to, and there is no one else to speak in her case. <laughs> Get some rest. How am I going to rest muddling all this over in my brain? I ask myself every night. All the things ruling. But then the answer comes in, and she, like, smiles, and her eyes move up because, um, Skua comes down the stairs with... Mm. Um, Latsuma behind her and like you get the sense that it's like that's how I do it like mm-hmm. that's how my mind gets calm is I have a partner mm-hmm. I've been very lucky to have two people in my life like that it often people lucky. get none Yeah. How is that me feeling when she goes to bed that night? I think she's really freaked out. Yeah? Yeah. I think she's like... I think that the fact that... You know, that there was this kind of mini rebellion... Like, it's not surprising to her. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, like, cuts deep a little bit. Right. Because she finally got over the general stigma Mm -hmm. that she had associated with her, but now it feels like it was, like, not even real. Right. Right. Like, somehow it's still, like, all goes back to her doing all of that. 
I have a question. Mm-hmm. She does have like reliable people people with her, you know. Yeah. Wicker and Meridian in particular. Yeah. And Latima definitely. But it sounds like Etni wishes there was someone else. Who does she? Re- who I want to know just as your jam, like who does, like as she's falling asleep, like who's she thinking about that she wants and wishes was there with her, for this tomorrow. She wishes it was Duncan and Thorn. Mm-hmm. She wishes it was both of them. Yeah. Like she misses that. Yeah. Having that reliability. Like it's not even necessarily one or the other. It's like she misses the three of them. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Yeah. That's what she's thinking about. Gotcha. Edney was such a loner like forever that not only having like a person like Meridian was talking about, but having like a unit mm-hmm. was something she didn't realize that was really important to her right does it and with Duncan taking off with Brynn Mm -hmm. and this like maybe romantic girl and Egwene who also there's weird feelings there Mm -hmm. how does that make Edney feel makes her feel like left behind I guess uh huh like those aren't really things that she thinks about Right, because she spent so much time alone that that like that doesn't happen. It's not like super on her radar. Yeah, it sounds like a rough night. Yeah, hard to say. Really hard to say. Unless she's just like free.